As he taught, he said, Beware of the scribes who like to walk around in long robes and to be greeted with respect in the marketplaces and to have the best seats in the synagogues and places of honor at banquets. They devour widows' houses and for the sake of appearance say long prayers. They will receive the greater condemnation. Jesus sat down opposite the treasury and watched the crowd putting money into the treasury. Many rich people put in large sums. A poor widow came and put in two small copper coins, which are worth a penny. Then he called his disciples and said to them, Truly, I tell you, this poor widow has put in more than all of those contributing to the treasury, for all of them have contributed out of their abundance. But she, out of her poverty, has put in everything she had, all she had to live on. The word of the Lord. You may be seated. Let us pray. Holy God, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable and pleasing to you. You are our strength and our redeemer. Amen. So the theme of the sermons recently growing out of the Gospels of Mark and John has been God's incredible closeness to us, while at the same time, God's expanding love for others. Through Jesus' encounters with the Syrophoenician woman, who pushes him to expand his mission to the Gentiles, God's love and Jesus' mission for all people is revealed. God's love, like the universe itself, only expands. And through Jesus' encounter with no longer blind Bartimaeus, Jesus stands still in response to Bartimaeus' profoundly simple prayer. Jesus, Son of David, have mercy on me. And then we saw Jesus experience the suffering of his friends, Mary and Martha, at the death of their brother Lazarus. Jesus makes the move to suffer with us. Alongside us, Jesus weeps, and Jesus restores life. And all of these texts contain portraits of Jesus truly seeing us, truly seeing us, and responding to the human need that he witnesses. This is a model for us. We see the grace of God for us. We witness the mercy of God revealed in Jesus Christ, and we respond to God's invitation to join him on the way of of being disciples, followers of his grace on the way of life. We see human need. We are called to respond like Christ with compassion to the needs of others. This is central to a gospel life. We love because... He first loved us. His love was active, turned toward the most vulnerable, and so shall be ours. 
Now, in today's gospel from Mark, Jesus yet again sees human need and suffering. He sees the human need and the suffering of the vulnerable. And again, he responds actively. But this time, what he sees is not individual sickness, but he sees an institutional injustice. And Jesus' response is to call it out. Compassion is not just suffering with others. Compassion also actively addresses the root of suffering. In other words, out of compassion, Jesus is an activist. Here, Jesus starts by issuing a warning about the corrupt, hypocritical actions of some religious leaders called scribes. He's been watching them. Scribes, they were important leaders in Jewish social and religious life with responsibilities to help the faithful in their religious practices. Jesus once said that scribes have been trained for the kingdom of heaven. And like the owner of a general store who can put his hands on anything you need, old or new, exactly when you need it. That's a great way of saying the scribes are a lot like pastors who were sent to seminary for years to study scriptures and then help the people of God nurture and grow their own relationships with the Bible. Scribes who were considered to be particularly good, ethical, religious people were often trusted to help others with their financial issues. And in particular, here they would help vulnerable widows manage their estates after their spouses died. But Jesus has been watching how some of these scribes were abusing their influence and power. And he has a warning for his followers, who are mostly those who are down on their luck, vulnerable, marginalized, poor. Jesus tells them to beware. Beware some of the scribes who may look like they're trustworthy and super religious because of their fancy clothes and long religious sounding prayers, but who were really taking advantage of their positions exploiting and preying on those who were being who they were trusted to take care of jesus said that these scribes were devouring widows estates they were like wolves in sheep clothing foxes in the hen house jesus caught these religious looking folks with their hands in the cookie jar and jesus doesn't turn a blind eye he sees this injustice And he calls this corruption out to protect the vulnerable widow. We've all heard stories of those who have earned trust and taken advantage of their positions. It happens at every level of society in every vocation, from slumlords who exploit their tenants to millionaires who deceive their investors. Recently, I heard just up in Thompson Town the story of a couple um, that's a a lot like this one that Jesus mentions here. A couple who were legal guardians of a disabled veteran were charged with stealing over $300,000 from this man over a 10-year period of time. The veteran died just this summer. Every day across the country, stories of scams targeting the elderly, life insurance scams targeting the poor, 
Then there are the thousands and thousands of awful stories of religious leaders, teachers, other trusted adults who use their positions of power and trust to harm children. The church with its pious, powerful leaders and vulnerable, trusting parishioners has been able to maintain, as Jesus says, places of honor while devouring their flock. Jesus has been paying attention to the way some of those in power have been using their excessive and false religious puffery to prey on God's most vulnerable. And having seen, Jesus says in no uncertain terms, they will receive the greater condemnation. Those who use their positions of trust and power to do harm, especially those who use faith as a cover for their offenses, are placed squarely in Jesus' spotlight. Same today. And as his followers, we too should have an eye out for the way the vulnerable in our community are taken advantage of. And we should, like Jesus, be compassionate and be activists. Mark says Jesus sat and watched how this corrupt practice plays out at the Department of the Treasury. The rich, when they come, have no trouble paying their offering. They have enough money to give without really needing to sacrifice much of it at all. But then Jesus sees a widow who doesn't have enough money to even live on, who, when giving her offering, puts her last two cents in the offering plate. As I've said, and Pastor Jody for years before me, while many of us do have the ability and the calling to help our church's mission with their financial resources, some do not. And so we have other gifts that we can offer, like our time, volunteering, stopping by to visit with people in the clinic, helping out with kids and youth. No one should be made to feel that they must go hungry in order to give money to the church. I've heard of religious leaders shaming the poor in their congregations, telling them to starve themselves in order to give more. When Jesus sat down and watched it happen firsthand, and he called it to the attention of his followers, watching a widow give her last red cent to a wealthy, powerful institution, he sounds almost appalled when he says she just gave everything she had, all she had to live on. Jesus warns his disciples about the corruption and the hypocrisy of certain scribes. He shows them what it looks like when a widow who depends on the charity of the religious institutions has been hoodwinked into giving away all that she has. Jesus, who sees and responds to suffering in every aspect of life, wants his disciples to be aware of the way their own religion can be corrupted into a tool for abuse rather than new life of grace. Jesus knows not all scribes act this way. Not most scribes act this way, but he calls out the whole system. Jesus, who acts decisively to heal, to bring life out of places where there was only death, who brings vision where there was blindness, also sees the exploitation and the suffering caused by governments religious and secular institutions and businesses. 
Jesus sees how the richest companies in the world treat their employees in smaller companies. Jesus sees how some people in a company become super rich while workers struggle to make ends meet. Jesus sees how some corrupt politicians treat the people they are called to represent. Jesus sees how some law enforcement treat those they are called to protect. How some prison guards treat those behind bars. How some courts treat those who deserve equal opportunities for justice. How some adults treat their children. And you can be certain Jesus sees the way religious leaders, pastors, priests, rabbis, and moms treat the most precious of their flocks. Jesus invites us to come have a seat with him. Across from the treasury department, see how the most vulnerable are manipulated by the powerful. Some throw in their two cents, yet are left going hungry while the rich barely contribute the cream off the top of their earnings. Jesus invites us to have a seat, to open our eyes to the injustices that he sees. Beloved, Jesus has seen. In the gospel, when Jesus sees suffering, what does he do? He responds. He has compassion. He suffers with and he acts. He is an activist. What are we called to do when we see injustice? As followers of Jesus, we cannot turn a blind eye to the injustice that we see wherever it happens. When Jesus sits and watches the treasury in action, when he sees a widow place in a single copper coin, Jesus sees more than a victim of an institution gone wrong. He sees a woman who gives her all. He sees a woman who trusts the power of God to sustain her when she gives everything that she has. He sees true power in the face of powerlessness. He sees an image of himself. For Jesus will give everything that he has for the sake of ones like her. For our sake. He will suffer at the hands of a corrupt system that would execute an innocent man. But he too will overcome victimhood with power and grace. And we belong to him. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.